0: I know uh, whenever I'm, like, recording for my lifting, that's the worst thing ever. When you're ready to go, but then you have to stop and make sure that you're recording. Dude, I wanted to give you so much shit, but I didn't
1: because I figured you are probably pissed off about it. But when the only fucking video you got of the 1,000-pound squat was, like, a potato cam flip phone, not in focus from a front angle, bro. (laughs) I was a little uh I was I was like come on dog like yeah, dude man. that's a big moment man you fucked up dude
0: the heaviest weight that I squatted yeah I only and not only that the video only showed one of the reps yeah it oh you did even, two? yeah I did two. Oh, fuck man didn't I even didn't even know you did one. two. I I think I either did two or three I don't remember all I know is that I only had the first rep recorded wow so yeah I asked the guy to record and first of all he started it like way late yeah you know when i was already uh walked out but But you didn't you didn't
1: have your nice camera in your truck i mean i know i know know, i'm just saying bro like you went in knowing you were doing it that
0: day like come on dog i do need to start recording with my camera because right now it's only i'm only recording with my phone but it's it's also because in the past all the power lifters used to lift at the exact same time. Yeah. At the exact same day. So you we knew a we lot had. of people. So it was like nobody there that's usually there or what? Yeah, most of the people that should have not nah, I'm gonna say should've that's but that's usually there. They weren't there. That's hilarious, man. Dude, you think that's hilarious? So whenever I squatted the uh seven fifteen the other day on all of my warm up sets that I had the wraps on, yeah, I had to wrap myself Walk to the camera like a duck.
1: <laughs> press and play. Waddle over.
0: And by the way, my legs are going numb. And then yeah. waddle back. And then to try the, to squat it. re-rack it. Take hype. your wraps off. Yeah. Try to get hype. Get under it. Squat it. And then just yeah. waddle back waddle to the right freaking thing,
1: Yeah. Man. Uh, I've actually never squatted with wraps before, um, but I imagine it would be pretty uncomfortable. It is the most painful thing in the freaking world. I haven't even squatted with sleeves. Is there a reason? Uh, I got pretty good knees sometimes my right one dicks around because I have a pretty flat foot um, hmm. on that side particularly but um, now for the most part I have pretty good knees but I was like I'm not too genetically lucky as far as sport stuff goes but um, I squat pretty naturally so
0: it's always just kind of gone well for me that's probably why you got those thunder thighs man maybe man I don't know it's all it's all like padding for your knees yeah, yeah. that's why you've built them up so crazy yeah they okay. look like balloons yeah <laughs> In thank a you. good way, man. Thank you. He's like, oh, yeah, thank you. Right. That's funny.
1: Tom Platz was always like my favorite golden era bodybuilder uh. because of the way his legs look, and be- just because of the way he trained. Like,
0: did they look like a seal? You know who Tom Platz is? I don't.
1: Okay, hang on. Uh, I wouldn't usually pull up a picture like mid podcast, but and then you can put. The... I've got to show you. Yeah, I'll put I'll, the picture. I'll put the picture, up. picture yeah. up there. Yeah, that's pretty. Oh my gosh, man. So he is a um, golden era bodybuilder. He uh, golden argued,
0: era meaning like seventies,
1: like eighties. Um, okay. But he. Uh... <laughs> 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 so he. Oh man, I wish I could find the video. He so he was just he was essentially known for his legs, and he's still considered to have like some of the best legs of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to screenshot it right now so I don't forget. But this is uh... so this is his. A photo from a 1981 Olympia and a 1995 comeback. Um, Look at his legs. Oh, my
0: gosh. Yeah, I know who that is. Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
1: Well, well, what's funny, man, is like at the time, like nobody had legs like that. So like nowadays, like a lot of pro bodybuilders have insane legs. I would say not even to his caliber. Like look at this one, too. I'm going to screenshot this one, too.
0: What the how heck, freaking, dude? How
1: unhumanly is that, man? Would you ever get to like but that? Um, oh, <laughs> if you had a different life. I mean, dude, I don't know if I, I don't know if I, I could. He, the dude's a legend, but um, I forgot where I was going with that. But anyways, I was very um, motivated by him because he had like such crazy legs, but also like his his intensity. So there's there's videos of this guy out there um, doing knee extensions. And he's, like, got the plate, like, he's got a full stack on there, and he's going for just high reps. And he, the knee extension is moving because he's so, like, explosive through his reps. Uh, don't quote me on this, but there's a YouTube video of him squatting 500 for 23.
0: 23? Yeah. And he, I mean, dude, he's... Naked knee? Uh, I don't
1: know. That's okay. I don't know. But um, naked knee, that's such a funny I know, expression. right? Yeah, that's what we call uh, it. <laughs> yeah. It's like me every time I wear shorts because I always wear, like, five inches. Oh, yeah. yeah. But... Um, no man, he's just like the dude's a freak of nature. But it was it was mainly because of his work ethic that he really uh, inspired me. Mm-hmm. He's he's an animal. He still squats like three fifteen, like ass to grass, and he's like eighty something.
0: Wow. Yeah, scary. he'll do it in
1: like dress pants and a button up too. Is that just residual strength that they just keep for the rest of their life? Uh, I would I would say it's just because he's always practiced like deep mobility and he's just maintained it. Cause, you know, some guys like find some reason to fall off. Whether it's injury, whether it's getting yeah. lazy, whether it's getting complacent. Like a lot of pro bodybuilders, I think really pull off the gas on legs, which I think it's hard to blame them because like having big legs can be relatively inconvenient, yeah, and man. uncomfortable. You know,
0: yeah. But um, and I'm sure the maintenance on that is just insane. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that's you a think, lot yeah, of muscle.
1: Yeah, man, and, and a hard leg day like it strains your body for sure. So like, if your goal is not to be the biggest human on planet Earth. Like, maybe you don't need to murder your legs, you know, twice a week. Mm. But anyways, he, um, he... I think he just maintained it, you know? I think he just never, never stopped. So, but... Are yeah. those, are those,
0: um, you know, the pro bodybuilders and stuff like that? So you have powerlifting, which is just low reps, extremely high intensity. Right. You know, I'm sure that it's very damaging to, you know, the tendons, all of that crap. Sure. And then you have in my head you know bodybuilding which is low weight not low intensity but very high reps yeah um, are the pro bodybuilders are they doing heavy weights with extremely high reps I mean different different people have different training styles like
1: in the in like the 70s and 80s like it was it was pretty much a combination of both, man. And it, I think it needs to be some kind of combination of both. Cause I think when people say like lightweight, they forget that guys are still squatting 500 for 23 pounds or like, you know what I mean? Like 23 reps. Yeah. And, and as silly as it sounds like if light is a relative light and heavy are relative terms, and you know, you consider heavy five reps or less and light 20 reps or more then 500 pounds is light for Tom Platts. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I think that that's an important part of the perception. Cause a lot of bodybuilders are extremely strong, but they just don't you know, train for one rep maxes, but I would say these days I would, I think a pretty common thing right now, um, for at least for a lot of the people I follow is two sets to failure for most body parts. And, um, just two sets. Well, uh, excuse me, most exercises. Mm -hmm. And then, um, the first one is like something like eight to 12. And the second one is maybe something like 12 to 25. That's kind of what I've been doing recently, too. But that's what a lot of um, individuals that I have follow, I follow I've, I've seen recently. Um, but I think, you know, the old school thing is like three sets of 10, three sets of 15, three sets yeah, of... Yeah, that's what I think about still. Yeah, like in my brain, you know, like the 2000, whatever, Ronnie Coleman, Jay Cutler, like early 2000s, it was just like four sets of 10, four sets of 15, four sets of 12, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. So I don't know. I think it all depends. I think there's. it's just... How do you want to skin a cat kind of thing?
0: Yeah, it's hard as hell to recover from those high sets, high reps, man. Mm -hmm. Like, I know when I was big, and I've told you this, I would do, for my accessory work, I would do five sets of 15 to 20 reps, yeah, and that's with extremely heavy weight. Um, But, man, the recovery is just, it's unrealistic, man. Like, you have to sleep so much, you have to eat so much, and right now I wish that I'd be able to put that much work in, but... You know, I consider myself a very, very hardworking person inside the gym. Yeah. And I cannot maintain that. You know, I've tried over and over Mm -hmm. again. Um, Comes in spurts. Yeah, over the past two years, Mm -hmm. I've tried. And every time, it always ends with a crash from my recovery. Yeah, You know, whether that's, it feels like my bones are... Not my bones, but my tendons are just aching day in, day out. You
1: realize you need to deload. Like, at some point, you're like, okay, I need to to pull off the gas here.
0: You know, I I don't know if I told you this last time that uh, we were on the podcast, but I completely forgot about deloads. You know, I've just been going back to back, and I took my first deload two weeks ago. How was that? It It was pretty good, man. Yeah. You know, I came back. Going like oh yeah, this is how it's supposed to be. And so,
1: deload meaning different things for different people, but personally, like if I deload, I just cut my volume in half, so I do less sets, and I would say I only keep a couple of them to failure. So it's Mm -hmm. essentially a deload is you know a period of time doing less work to let your body recover. So how do you approach it?
0: Um, So that's exactly how I approached it. But whenever same idea, yeah. Whenever you did it, did you take the weight down or did you keep it the same? Uh, I like to keep at least like one to two.
1: You know, I, I have, the way I break it down is I have like primary movements for each exercise and I always do at least one heavy set each workout, even, even if it's a deload. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but the stuff later on is where I pull off the gas a little bit. Okay, so like all the
0: accessory work and then the yeah. more sets, yeah. the more reps. Yeah, once,
1: and once in a blue moon I'll like, and that's usually if I'm on vacation or if I have something crazy going on, like I'll take a full week off or something. You know what I mean? Like I'm not opposed to taking full breaks either, but um Yeah. But for me, it's a a big routine thing. But sometimes, you know, if I'm having a crazy week or something, I'll just be like, all right, I can just deload this week. But um, I think I've personally I've been able to get a lot more out of a little recently um, in my training career just after spending so much time um, developing the skill of each exercise. Yes. So right now I'm doing like six to ten sets per, uh, per body part per week. Um, There's some things that are a little bit more right now, like back and shoulders are a big focus for me, so I'm doing a a little bit more volume on those. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing some extra deadlifts on my leg days for the back stuff too. But, um, you know, it's it's almost hard to measure volume and sets and reps and all those things because each rep is something different for each person, right? If someone's practiced a dumbbell bench press 100 times or if someone's practiced a dumbbell bench press 10,000 times, the person who's done it 10,000 times is going to – their rep means more than the first person hopefully more ideally yes but you you know what I mean and so thought process being there like just for easy numbers like let's say their their rep is worth two of the first person's rep because they're better at executing it they're better at isolating the pecs they're they're more proficient at the movement Mm -hmm. like you can't measure that volume the same way you know if if I do three sets of ten and use 95% of my pecs and 5% everything else and someone else does three sets of ten and uses 50% of pecs and 50% of something else, our chest volume is different, even though we both have written down three sets of 10. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's a pretty important discussion to have when you're talking about deloads and volume and sets and reps and what's the right this and how do you do it like that. And I think that's important to keep in mind because like the actual quantitative variable that you're using, i.e. what one rep actually is or accomplishes is different per person.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah. So what do you think, like, how do you think you can develop that? Is that just through, you know, research? It's just practice, of, it's just practice of the movement. But I think uh, where I was kind of
1: going with that is I think most people are more concerned with how they're adjusting their volume rather than making their volume count. Gotcha. Right? So I think I think majority of us should be focusing more of our intent on being more efficient within our exercises than just doing more of our exercises. So, like, to quote Ben Pikulski, like, more crap is just more crap. Yeah. Right, and so I think that that's something that a lot of people need to be focusing on, and that's like, to me, that's got to be the foundation of everything. Is number one understanding if you're doing an exercise for a skill or for a muscle, they're two different things. Mm-hmm. But number two, understanding that developing those things uh, is is how you get to, is how you get to get the biggest bang for your buck within your exercise.
0: And I don't know why you wouldn't want to be more efficient. Which one, um, when it comes to just general weightlifting, and when it comes to you know, sports, which right. one should you develop first, the skill or the, you know,
1: the muscle, muscle probably skill, um, skill, meaning like how efficient are you at lunges, meaning like how well can you lunge through space using essentially all of the musculature in your lower body and a bit in your torso to keep yourself upright. Right. So oh, okay. can you go through things like that? So that's developing a skill, right? After you've done a lunge 10,000 times, you're way better than your hundredth rep.
0: Okay. Does that make sense? So for powerlifting, that would be like... It's all skill. That would be bench, squat,
1: and deadlift. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So so it's the conversation that we had about your um, your powerlifting journey in that a lot of your numbers are the same right now, even though your body weight is 200 pounds less. Mm. It's because your skill has become so much more proficient. Yeah. You, you think of it, you could take two golf players, both 150 pounds and five foot ten, and, and same levers, and say, they're twins, man. But if one's done it 10,000 times and one's done it 100 times, 10,000 wins every time.
0: I got you, you yeah. know, if
1: you're betting man, 10,000 wins. And so when you look at each exercise like that, but you know, there's some exercises that it's a, it's a, it's a skill itself to train the muscle, but you know, doing a bicep curl is not the same thing uh, mentally as doing a lunge.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: And so a lot of that too, is like with biceps, it's more along the lines of like, okay, we're trying to contract your bicep and we're trying to load it up. But with a lunge, it's like, you always want to be focusing on getting better at the movement, but the lunge is more about like making the movement as efficient as possible and then loading it. Does mm. that kind of make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah.
0: And, you know, as you know, I've experienced that um, over the past couple months, just being intentional with my lifting. Yeah. I will say though, now that the weights are getting heavier, it's starting to get thrown out of the window. Yeah. And I think that that's why, you know, I feel like my hamstrings get tight. Yeah. Uh, my pecs get tight, like during the lift where it feels yeah. like something's, you know, knock on wood, something's going to snap. Yeah. Um, well, I, but every time that I fix it, yeah, um, I go back to how I'm supposed to be doing it, and then mm-hmm. boom, you know, it'll you're go good. away. And I think you should always be
1: towing that line because, like, you know, your form could be a perfect 10 out of 10, but you're not going to, you know, get an 800-pound deadlift by deadlifting 500 pounds. You're going to get an yeah. 800-pound deadlift by deadlifting 795 and 790 and 785. Mm-hmm. So point being there, like, you're always towing this line of like keeping your form as optimal and as maximal and as safe as you can, but like being willing to push the envelope and you got to, you can't have little league syndrome, you know, you have to be able to push the envelope. So I guess it would just be like the discipline, maybe making like minor steps to get there. So figure out, you know, where's your form, what you'd consider a a 95 or a 90 and then just try to push load from there. Okay. So like
0: hold, pick a standard Yeah, and then just maintain that standard for as long as you can. Yeah.
1: What's what do you think your deadlift is right now?
0: Um, Let's see I hit seven seven twenty five for a three by th- no seven fifteen for a three by three okay and then a set of seven twenty five or seven thirty five for three so you think like upper sevens maybe eight I say like seven eighty
1: five right now okay so what do you think like your best deadlift is with perfect technique perfect being subjective <laughs> like but probably six
0: 35. (laughs) Okay, yeah.
1: So, I mean, mean, and, and, you know, obviously you have a competition coming up and stuff, so I wouldn't, you know, do anything too crazy. But, like, if you wanted to get to a point where it, you know, maybe always feels like it does, and granted, we're talking about pretty heavy weights here, so it might just be one of those things that it's kind of part of it that it's going to hurt and be uncomfortable. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, you could you could take a step back and, and try to maybe just pull whatever, 20 pounds off of everything and mm-hmm. make it as clean as you can, 30 mm-hmm. pounds off everything, you know, whatever. Yeah. But um, it's a little different when you're talking about powerlifting and the goal is to move as much weight as possible from point A to point B because at that point, you know, obviously you want to be as efficient and safe in doing that, but your goal is to get the weight from point A to point B. Yeah. And there's lots of ways to
0: do that. Um, what I noticed is like um, earlier yeah. you were talking about or we said, you know, setting our standards for, mm-hmm. you know, how perfect our exercise is going to be and sure. usually when it comes to that and you figure out you know what that standard is and how to reach that standard mm-hmm. uh like on deadlift for me that's usually you know making sure that before i initiate the pool that my lats are locked in yeah um you know my uh my elbows are you know pointed in yeah and i'm able to spread my toes and like grip the ground almost yeah if I'm able to get these certain things done before I initiate the lift, then you know I'll have the best odds yeah. of having a perfect lift. right. But what happens is either I'll get too excited or I just become you know undisciplined right. and I do what's easier yeah. and the form breaks down. Yeah, so it's usually usually it's just a discipline issue. Yeah. You know I'm not going in the lift. Um, starting it the way that I right. should be starting it.
1: Right but is it okay to toe that line a little bit more when again the sole goal is to move as much weight as possible from point A to point B. Definitely. So at that point you know it's it's an, I would say it's an individual training decision. So oh, Okay yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But for someone like me who is not considered with, you know, Obviously, I want to continue to get stronger and improve my lifts and everything, but it's not as crucial that I pull a certain number. There's yeah. no there's no competition around numbers for me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, you know, right now I'm hanging out at 275 on my RDL for eight reps. And, but those are, you know, I, are, yeah, they're they're all gluten hams, man. There's no knee bend. Like uh-huh. I'm I'm full range of motion. Like I feel great about them. But. Um, 275 is not like where i'd like to be at with my rdl right now but yeah you know it's it's a point where i'm like happy with the way it moves it feels good afterwards the right muscles are sore mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing so it's part of it is keeping yourself in check but again with it this being a powerlifting oriented conversation it's what is right and what are you willing to to wiggle with a little bit you know is it okay if your spine rounds a little bit i don't know is it okay if you know it's you hitch a little bit yeah exactly like it's it's going to be individual and it's going to be up to your discretion of if you want to risk or change or you know what i'm saying yeah so because you don't get any bonus points if for having a 10 out of 10 technique technique at a powerlifting meet
0: true you yeah. know so it's just going to be specific for whatever your goals are mm-hmm. or whatever you're doing yeah 100%. How, do you, how long do you think it takes to actually like instill you know that standard into you
1: uh i mean i think it's a of diligent practice. I think it's a skill for each individual person. I mean, I think like the more athletically inclined you are, the easier it's going to be to develop that skill. And some of it is personality too. Like there's some people out there that like, honestly, man, they're, they're fueled by the ego. They're just trying to move as much weight as they can. And that's okay. Like who am I to, to judge them or anything? And there's some people who are so analytical, so type A, that will forever be team pink dumbbell and won't put on any size because, you know, they won't go past 135 on their deadlift. You know, so there's some people who, and that's kind of a personality thing, right? Like, it's the reserved versus the aggressive. It's the, you know what I'm saying? Like, who's going to be more likely to pull 500, the 20 year old that played high school football for four years or the 20 year old that was on the chess team? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just not that there's anything indicating of that, but you know what I mean? Like, mm. it's going to be kind of personality driven at that point. So, all right. So, you're going to have to go somewhere else. <laughs> so which
0: one is, in your opinion, on. which one is the right way? Or the wrong way. I believe- when it comes to like, you can blend them. Like, obviously, it's not all A yeah. or all B. Yeah. But if I don't, if I can't quantify
1: every rep of a set as an A plus, I do not progress load the following week. Um, but that's for me specifically, and that's like a certain standard I live in. Like, there's some, there's some clients who maybe for them it's more important that they're moving and they're progressing the load and maybe it's a bit more of a mental thing and so it's like you know they don't want to go back on their weight or they don't you know what i mean so like for different people i'm going to set different standards but like you know if someone is prone to something hurting or if someone is prone to like you know they have a recent injury or something like that like that's going to be a different case but I, i would say that's also individual but again for me personally like if i can't look at every rep and be that was a good rep. That was a good rep. That was a good rep. I'm going to pull it back or I'm going to, you know, kind of reevaluate and not try to push as hard next week because I want them to be as precise as I can. But again, you have to have a little bit of that wiggle room where you're willing to push the envelope a bit. So there is. There is, there is, there is for sure some, there's for sure some, well, yes, I I would consider it a right way. Yeah, because it's, it is the way that is the most efficient because it's using we're talking about using the right muscle and we're talking about using the right muscle in the proper range of motion and what the joint is capable of mm-hmm. so that is going to be in healthy tendons healthy ligaments healthy joints
0: so for you the right way is to ride on pushing the envelope mm-hmm. while maintaining like the best possible Cleanest form. technique you can mm-hmm. okay yeah but again it's See, now it's that personality told me that, yeah now that you told me that after after this meet, that's that's my goal.
1: Yeah, and well, and I can and I can confidently say, um, yeah, man, I can confidently say that pretty much every time I perform a set, like the quality is going to come before the load every time. Like that's mm-hmm. what I'm going to prioritize. I think
0: that's good too because it builds consistency, man. I you think know, so too. If you you know have it, to
1: keep that standard of your rep, man. If you know, who gives a fuck if you did ten pounds heavier next week if you're using. T- three other muscle groups if your form went from a an a plus to a c minus who cares if you have an extra 10 pounds because if we're talking about the actual tension applied to that muscle that 10 pounds probably didn't even go there Mm -hmm. so you know what i'm saying so it's just like a a, the way i think of it is it's like do the job right or don't do it at all like Mm -hmm. do to the best of your ability push load when you can and
0: then the number one priority should always be improving your skill Mm -hmm. i think i think i think that that would decrease the stress on you know, the person too, because whether you're just doing, you know, weightlifting just to do weightlifting, or if you are in a specific sport that requires yeah. you to do a specific thing, a specific yeah. way, you know, if you're going in and you know exactly how to do, like for me, you know, exa- I know exactly how to do bench squat and deadlift right. the exact same way every yeah. time I go into the, the gym. Yeah. Oh my gosh, like That just sounds amazing to me right now. Because Mm. still to this day, I've been powerlifting for like, what, six years? And I get under the squat board and I'm like, okay, how do I squat again? yeah Mm, Maybe I'll try to Mm -hmm. put my legs a little bit wider to use my hips. And that's actually why my hips are messed up right now. It's because you've been playing around with that. Yeah, yeah, this past squat session, I decided to put my legs out. Mm -hmm. And the point is, I have to go in and think about how I'm supposed to squat. And I still don't have... A way that i'm confident in squatting yeah you know i can i can say that deadlift is getting better uh bench is still yeah. iffy but like squat is yeah completely off the road and you know as a powerlifter, that's that's it makes me unconfident mm-hmm. and it confuses me and yeah. well you gotta it just makes the process that much more s- stressful dude yeah i would say you gotta
1: practice your swing man so like You know, I've used the golf example and I I like to use that example just because it's so highly technical and it's a great, I think it's a great example because, you know, a guy who's 150 pounds can hit the ball farther than a guy that's 300 pounds. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a good way to measure skill. Um, But anyways, you know, when you take a person who can do that and they're trying to improve their swing, you know, if they're swinging even 10% differently every time, they're not practicing the same skill. You know what I mean? And then so, they're going to have
0: to question themselves mm-hmm. on how they want to do it this time. Yep. You know? Yep. So you
1: have to, you have to be at, at standard or whatever your quality is before you can practice quantity. Set yourself you know? routines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like with clients, like I typically will start them actually like newer clients, I typically will start them with like higher rep sets. So like things like 15, 20, 25. And that's for frequency? It's for skill practice. Yeah, correct. And then once, and I'm always sure to cue them every time they do it right. I'm like, did you feel that? Did you see how that rep went? Did did you notice that? I want you to feel that every time. I want you to emulate that. And then once you, you practice that, you ingrain that movement pattern, you practice the skill. Then when you start loading it up, it's going to stay more likely. Because it's now unconscious. Mm-hmm. And now it's yeah. just something that exactly. your body does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's, you know, if I try to give you a 50 pound dumbbell in each hand for a dumbbell press and you've never retracted your shoulder blades during a dumbbell press before, you're not gonna be able to do it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So you, just, you don't know how it feels. Yeah. You don't know how to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you just, you, you, you gotta put yourself in a scenario where your quality is, is where you want it to be before you start practicing the quantity. Because again, more
0: crap is just more crap. So you think a lot of people need coaches for that? Yeah, yeah, because that's what it sounds yeah, like. Man.
1: Yeah, I mean, a common conversation that I have with clients, man, and and this is not to like, and this is not to belittle anyone or anything like that, but they'll ask, like, why is that person doing it like that? Like, why are they like, why does their form look like that's that? So why are cool, they swinging man. like, why, are, why? And the, the honest response is, I don't know, and they don't either. Yeah, like they they don't because it's because when you really like. You stop and think, like, if I'm doing you know, I made a video on tricep pushdowns the other day. Mm. If my goal is to train my triceps, but I'm internally rotating and I'm thoracically extending and flexing yeah. as I go through it, what about this has to do with my triceps? It's not a damn Fucking thing. nothing. Yeah. Nothing, man. So it just, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's like you're, you're just feeding your ego. Why are you here? Are you here to be better or are you here to look cool and slam around weights? Like... I don't know, man. It just—it doesn't make any sense to me. But yeah, so like my clients will notice. They'll be like, "Why? Why is that person doing it like that?" And it's like because they haven't—they haven't understood that exercise is a skill. Exercise is something that your brain needs to be turned on. Exercise is
0: meditative because it's so fo- focus-oriented. So they probably just saw somebody that they're following do that exercise. Mm-hmm. Then. Yeah. You know, Oh the, yeah, yeah, there's, there's yeah, way. there's two
1: two young guys in the gym yesterday, man, doing a chest exercise, holding holding the plate together and just yep, pushing it like, like that. Like, all right, man. Like you're you know, you're, you're your force is up and down but your your movement pattern is forward and back. What are you doing there? Like it doesn't doesn't make any sense we're having camera difficulties with a uh, overheating camera so we're going to catch y'all in the next one this has been ptc cast episode 13 yes sir i'm alex martin at progress through change at alex chris martin this is Jolito saltana with yeah. Picasite site llc oh snap yeah, yeah. llc we'll see y'all in the next one thank you for listening